I do know uh, that there is no compromising with the folks right now that we are up against. Yep. Um, you look they have at to the, be defeated. Yeah, they have to be defeated. And, and what that looks like, I think you do a fair job of laying out some of these scenarios. Yep. Because, you know, uh, the crowd that, that wants to sexualize, you know, kids in first grade. Yeah, that's or, um, unacceptable, meaning we won't accept it. Yeah, we, we, can't, we can't do that. And that's been a hill that we're dying on here in, in you know, our community here. Because, you know, we're, we're here in this beautiful suburb. And you literally have these folks that are fighting for that and not letting the parents weigh in on these decisions as to what's being taught. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to take time. Uh, but we just got to keep fighting because they're going to keep fighting. Yeah. And I, look, there's, you know, we're not going to reach the end of history. Remember, this is going to be a cycle. Right. We're going to have a victory. We're going to enjoy it for a generation. And then somebody's go, you know, it's probably mean to put criminals in jail. Hey, do we really have to not use pronouns? And it's all going to start again. People right. get soft. Right. And then they're going to have to get hard again. Yeah, it's that cycle. Yeah. And I and we just need to accept that. Freedom is a constant fight. It's not one and done. Right. The, he, Francis Fukuyama was wrong. The history doesn't end just because we reach a really good plateau. Everything is a cycle. It's like when you're in the army. There are certain times you're in the unit and it's doing great. Other times, not so great. And you, I could look through my career and it's just like that. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes I'm in a, a, a unit that needs work. But that's the natural state of man. You're not going to be perfected. All your fixes are temporary. And then somebody else, I mean, you're going you're gonna to retire, and somebody else is going to come along. He's going to squander his inheritance. Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly what we've done. So lay lay out um, a couple of the scenarios. Um, you know, just just touch oh, upon that. Oh gosh, ways things can go very very wrong. Yeah. Uh, obviously, civil war. I talk about uh, what a blue government, a blue federal government civil war uh, scenario might look like compared to a red government yeah. uh, civil war. Uh, a blue government civil war. They have a lot of problems because they just don't have the force to control the mass of America. Right. Um, which is a problem because that's where the food and gas are. Yeah. Now, sp speak to this really quick because this is what you hear on Twitter all the time. By the way, your Twitter's great, and I appreciate following you. Um, but what you hear on Twitter is, oh, you know, we pay all the taxes. You know, like the blue folks will say that, you know, they're, they're the ones that are really driving the economy and driving the wealth and the, and the red and the rural and all that stuff is meaningless to them. Well, let's see them eat their synergy. Yeah. Go, go, go chow down on some Facebook. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the blue people have some important stuff, uh, not least of which would be uh, the finance system. Right. Which is, it would be a problem for the reds. Right. If that got cut off, suddenly the red people have to figure out how you're going to pay for stuff. Right. That's that is a a real problem. Which we've been working on. Well, there's <laughs> there there are lots of ways to do it. People yeah. people. One thing you can be sure of is people will never have difficulty uh, conducting trade for very long. Yeah. If you don't can't if your credit card can't work and your bank account doesn't work, they're going to find something else. Yeah. So problem. Not necessarily a uh, a terminal one, um, but the red what the red states do control is what you know. If, if you're a good military leader, you're always thinking logistics. Right. Most important thing for me: feed, f uh, uh, food, fuel, bullets. Um, 
how do I get those? How do I keep them coming? Because without any one of them, everything stops. You know, you have all the guys, oh, I want to think about tactics, tactics, tactics. That's the fun part. Yeah. That's like eating your dessert first. Right. You've got to, you, you, know, you got to eat the meatloaf. And the meatloaf is figuring out how you're going to feed your guys. Yeah. And. What is it? The military marches on its stomach or yes. one of those? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I will tell you the, the way, a great way to defeat an army is not to get it, allow it to get food. How do you defeat a city? Do you go through it bayonet, building by building, skyscraper by skyscraper by bayonet? Nope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, New York City, how many ways are there into Manhattan? Lincoln Tunnel. Lincoln Tunnel's not much wider in the studio. Yeah. I just went through it. You give me a company of infantry. Yeah. Doesn't take uh, much. Give me a few companies because I got there are a couple bridges and things. I'll put eight hundred. I'll put eight million people. Under my under my thumb, and there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. Um, and 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 look, the the folks that are driving that thought on the blue side have no clue or experience in any of these sort of things. Yeah, so uh, they, uh, they uh, imagine. Well, my my favorite are the ones. Well, we have F-16s and drones. We have tanks. Okay. Well, first of all, how many tanks do you think you have? Yeah. Okay. There's probably about three thousand. Of which about two thousand are overseas, and and many uh, of them are on bases that are many in are on very bases. deep red places. Well, too. take take twenty percent out for uh, non-op. Yeah. So your numbers are going down. How are you going to get that tank from Fort Hood to uh, you know to fight me in I don't know North Carolina? How are you going to do it? You got the you could drive it. You 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 think you're going to drive a a tank twelve hundred miles? <laughs> oh no, you're you're going to have to find a low boy. Okay, who's going to drive the low boy? Your visual arts major friend? You know what a low boy is, right? Right, guys? No. No, no, no clue. No, they don't. Uh, it's a, it's a, a, a super heavy uh, uh, carrying thing for those of you who don't know what a low boy is, which is kind of the point. Um, you know, uh, okay, let's say you're in action with tanks. You know what the weakest part of a tank is? The crew. The person inside. The crew. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Y- you know, a tank will kill anything with its 120-millimeter cannon at about four kilometers, if it can see four kilometers. But if you're in the forest where you've hunted deer all your life, who do you think's got the, who's, who thinks got the advantage? Yeah. You know, are you, are you going to come up close to that uh, uh, coax machine gun? No. Are you going to sit there with your 30-06 and the scope that took down Buck last year and wait till somebody comes out to take a dump? Exactly. I mean, I guess they can stay buttoned up for a while, but they're going to run out of fuel and food, and it's probably going to smell bad. You know, I'm, I, look, I'm not saying tanks are useless. I'm saying tanks do not solve the tactical problem that the blues would face, which they haven't thought of, and that's the kind of thing I think about in the book. It's yeah. a practical matter. You know, how, how do you stop uh, uh, you, know, you know, F-15s? Well, I talk about it in the book. You dress like a pizza delivery guy. You go to the F-15 pilot's wife's house. You, she opens the door. You drop the box, pull out a three fifty seven, and say, if your f- husband's flying the plane tomorrow, I'm going to come back and blow out your kneecap. Yeah. Oh, well, now she has to live on base, right? 
So now you're going to have to guard the base even more, and that means more food into the base. And now you, your, your mission has gone from offense to defending your logistics train, which gets bigger and bigger and bigger because your asymmetrical enemy is putting things at risk. You've got a lot of things at risk. Okay, next stop, okay, pilot's grandmother. If he flies tomorrow, granny, I'm coming back, I'm going to blow your kneecap off. Or worse. Sounds pretty harsh, but if somebody's going to drop a guided bomb on you, uh, you know, I, maybe I'm going to threaten his grandma. You know, it's only a threat until he drops a bomb on me. Then, well, what are the rules? See, I mean, these things spill out, and there's other things. China, which yeah. I think is... Uh, a threat, but not a, I don't think it's a done deal that they uh, defeat us. Well, they've got their own problems that yes. a lot of people are ignoring and, and maybe not as aware of because they're a, they're a big boogeyman. Um, but uh, they, they, they need um, to be treated with respect like a yeah. shark, you know, but sharks, you know, have their disadvantages too. Yeah. You know, you, there are ways to get away from sharks or, or avoid sharks. Get out of the water. I mean, right. The, the, the Chinese uh, uh, have a whole bunch of extra young men. That's bad. They're out there doing push-ups, too. We're not. Uh, well, I'm not sure how many actually are. Yeah. And I'm not sure how many are actually convinced. It, it, you know, the uh, uh, video life is very seductive. And they have they have some amazing propaganda. It's very scary. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not without those problems, too. But, you're you're yeah, absolutely but, right on that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, how do you say, how are your pronouns in Manchurian? Or, you know, yeah. Uh, I, I, They're not emphasizing the same things, though, that's for sure. Well, I mean, look, they, the problem is the communists made a deal, which is you give us our freedom, we'll have something like free enterprise, which will make you rich. And Chinese is a great civilization. They are one of the great civilizations. They are great people. They are intelligent and industrious and hardworking. Uh, they have had a very tough history, full of humiliations, yeah. which scar them, and we don't understand that. When we're looking at the Taiwan situation, we need to understand back to, say, the uh, opium wars. Because that may be that may be a history, like a little fragment of European, hit, well, not even European history, uh, for, for us. But that's really important to them. And we don't get to vote what's on, important to our enemy. Um, so, I mean, but... On the other hand, the Chinese people have this deal with the bosses, prosperity for freedom. They all know about freedom. A lot of them went to American schools. They know that we kind of have freedom and prosperity. They see that, but they're willing to do the deal. What happens if the Chinese communists can't keep their part of the bargain? Right? Yeah. It, when, when those, you know, those cities they built, the empty ones, when somebody goes, hey, I... Uh, I need some money and there's no money and people start defaulting. Yeah. And, and if, as we grow weaker, it, it has a dramatic effect on them too. Um, because uh, yes, it, it, we're it's very hard, connected. Yeah. It's hard for their prosperity levels to stay up if we start to collapse. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, there, there, look, there are certain things that we need to do aggressively, which is, uh, decouple critical, uh, logistic support from them. I don't understand how we can have a society where we get 90% of our uh, uh, antibiotics from the Chinese. 
Yeah, well, we it's gave insane. our we gave away or compromised our sovereignty um, for for many years in the you know because we wanted more prosperity. Well, we, we wanted all you know. But we also but there was also kind of an assumption among the elites that this whole nation state competition thing was kind of passe. It really wasn't right. a thing. Yeah, not so much. And you keep seeing suddenly all this nation state stuff keeps popping up. You know, even in Spain, you have the Catalans. Suddenly they want to be their own country. Yeah. Hey, you know, that's someone dropped one in the punch bowl there. We're not supposed to have that. We're, you know, didn't, uh, what's his name, Hariri say we are beyond all that stuff? <laughs> you know, apparently somebody in Barcelona put down the video game and started thinking about being Catalan rather than Spanish. Now, yeah. and there's a lot of that. A lot of that. The, the, it's happening know, everywhere. The ethnic stuff is real. Um, and they, they try and stamp down on it, the Hungarian, uh, Orban. Orban's big crime is he wants Hunga Hungary to be for Hungarians. Yeah. Which would seem to me not unreasonable. Uh, you know, he's not going out and screwing with other people. He's just saying we want our country to be our country. Well, from a Christian perspective, and this is not what I think a lot of folks think about, and, and Rob, our, our pastor, talks about a lot, and I think it's great, but um, God created nations. Like that, the, the concept of nations is a is a big thing he, and a big deal. He says, go out to the nations. Go go out and make disciples. You know, disciples of all nations. And and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm you know reading through. I'm in Romans now, which is totally incomprehensible to me. But that's a whole other thing. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> well, I know some people who could help you with that. I'm, I'm sure there's an answer key. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, they're talking. Uh, you know, th this is the point in time where they it, it, Christianity went from being a Jewish religion. Suddenly they're like, well, this is for everybody. Yeah. We're, we're going to bring the Greeks in. A lot of people are like, what are you talking about? Right. Um, that kind of transnationalism is not what we're talking about when we talk about the WEF kind. Right. No, they, I mean, the, the concept of globalism, I, I think, is a great evil because we do, um, there's nothing wrong with having nations, having distinct uh, ethnicities exactly. to, um, and celebrating all of that. You well, know? I thought diversity was something to be celebrated, except when it's inconvenient for their power. Right. Uh, because, you know, a Ukrainian might not want the same thing as a Papua New Guinean. Right. Uh, especially something that's centrally planned in Davos. Well, and and that's the the key. Uh, uh, so much of what we're dealing with right now is the you know centralists versus the yes. decentralists, and and there is power and strength in decentralization. Yes. Um, you're watching. I don't know if you're following some. Uh, well, I know you're following some of the stuff with the IRS. But um, yes. today we were sent, um, you know, the job description, which they, yes. um, uh, Eric, uh, if you have that handy. <laughs> They, um, the 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 site went down, um, and they might yes, have taken I it down saw purposely. It. I, I actually looked at it, and because, it was down because this was going around. Um, but but yeah, uh, what's that fourth bullet there? Carry carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force if necessary. So this is the major duties of their criminal um, unit. So this is the their police unit that the IRS is going to be doubling down on. They've. They've bought millions of rounds of hollow point nine mil, yeah, uh, and five five six. So you know they're we're, we're, they're building a federalized police force, which they've been after, and we consult on this stuff all the time. And and 
um, having decentralizing police, decentralized policing here in the United States is a is massive threat. Oh yes, to the blue it, it, it to is, the blue state. It is it is very harsh. Uh, the Republicans need to uh, aggressively get woke to this. And guys like Tim Scott, who are nice, yeah, they recoil from this stuff. He'll vote yeah. the right way in the end, but he doesn't want to be talking about this stuff because it makes it hard to build bridges. Right. Sometimes you got to blow up bridges. Sometimes it's bridge over River Kwai. All right, you know sometimes you know, and you're. I I I think some of the guys will come around. You remember Alec Guinness, right? Uh-huh. As, uh huh. As God, I can't forget Colonel. What's his name? Uh, and he's watching, and you know they're they're fighting, and he he sees the plunger, and he realizes he's helped the Japanese build the bridge. He's not that he's helped the enemy, and he's a British officer, and a good British officer, or at least a, a loyal. He goes, "What have I done?" And he walks over and, and, and hits the plunger and dies. Um, I think a lot of these guys are going to have a what have I done moment. Yeah, well, I mean, you live in L.A. right now, and we're seeing massive threats from just increased crime. Yes. Um, what Are you seeing that in your neighborhoods? No, or because I live around a bunch of rich liberals. Yeah. Oh, it's not perfect. <laughs> right. There's still problems, but there are a lot fewer bums where I live. There, there's still some. Where I live than where, you know, people who aren't lawyers live. Right. It, it, it's very futile. You know, I, I can drive 15 minutes and, hell, I can drive 10 minutes and, uh, you know, go over on the other side of the 405. And it's not a nice area. And all the wonderful liberals who love all the people, they don't care. Right. Oh, and and, you know. Do you think our school would be allowed? Yeah, our school has some nonsense. Right. But do you think our school would be allowed to not teach our kids such that they could be competitive for Harvard? Right. I mean, that that there are things our people will tolerate and things they won't. And having a school so inept that your kid can't get into a school that you can brag about on Facebook, not in the cards. You know, I was watching uh, one of my kids graduate from high school the other day, uh, a few weeks ago. And, you know, lots of Harvards, you know, a few yeah. Harvards, lots of UCs. Um, this is, they they demand this for themselves. But I can drive 10 minutes and there's a high school where there will be nobody going to those schools. Yeah. Or two or three. Do you think, though, uh, because of some of this that's declining rapidly and some of this that's happening with your liberal friends, because I've got you know plenty of liberal friends that are now starting to kind of wake up, are you having conversations about this? Are they starting to like I, wake I up? Because it's the crazies in the... I, you know, I, 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 I have some liberal friends. We rarely talk about political stuff. Right. Uh, I'm diversity to most of them. You know, Christian, army, conservative. Right. I check like three boxes. Right, right. So I'm very convenient. I know one. <laughs> and um, I think, uh, I, I don't really talk to them about uh -huh. it, but I am a great believer in learning through pain if you can't learn through study. Right. If you're too dumb to learn from other people's experience, learn because it hurts. Yeah, well, I make a distinction between the you know the liberals and the crazy communist left that's driving a lot of this stuff now. I think there is some distinction. Unfortunately, they will side on that side. They particularly do. if you know their bizarre secular beliefs are impacted. Uh, you know, if if you want to if you want to inconvenience them from killing babies as easily as they used to be able to, well, you know, 
That's, uh, I'll, I'll vote for you, Pol Pot. Um, I, I, I find that whole thing baffling and bizarre. I don't understand it. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think... <sighs> I, I think there's going to be some combination of people tired of crime. When the crime starts coming into our neighborhoods, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the gas is already screwing, housing values are down. My house has dropped in value. Yeah. And, you know, on the rare occasions I go to parties with people in my neighborhood, everybody's talking about mortgages and housing values. You know, going down, uh, you know, going down a lot, uh, uh, you know, a nice chunk of change is, um, They'll tell themselves it's Trump's fault for a little while. Yeah, they're going to run out of that excuse soon. Yeah. Um, and I think they're starting to. Well, it, it is coming to the neighborhoods um, because, you know, we're, we're getting it. You know, we, we provide private police forces for a lot of the, you know, more famous neighborhoods around Los yeah. Angeles. And, you know, we have that private-public partnership in Beverly Hills. Yep. So we were we were there making sure they didn't get sacked the second time around. And, yep. And there's starting to be those follow home robberies and, you know, all that stuff's happening. And, and, and so, you know, more and more people are going, wait a second, we didn't sign on for this. I'll I'll tell you, um, a lot of people are buying guns. Yeah. I represent, you know, some, uh, uh, folks who own ranges, uh, folks who own firearms or sell firearms. And people you would not expect are are buying them and getting trained. We get the secret phone calls yep. where it's like, "Hey, don't tell anybody. Don't you tell know. anybody." But I want one of those shot guns. <laughs> um, you know, and I I remember after the LA riots, I had sold all my guns in Germany, and uh, I got called down. I had to drive into Inglewood to my unit with no guns. Right, that was edgy. Uh, so immediately I got out, I go to Turner's to get myself a 1911. Mm-hmm. And I'm in there and somebody from law school was there. He's looking at this tiny 25. He goes, will you teach me how to use it? And I'm like, no, I don't want you to shoot your foot off. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people out there. Look, I, I in the book, I have a whole chapter on why privately owned weapons are key to citizenship. Hit that a little bit. Yeah, I, look. Because I agree. A, a citizen is capable of determining the path of his government, whether by voting or in in the extremis um, by the application of force. Now, it's only ha- it, do- it doesn't happen very often. Right. And the, 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 the Civil War is not really a good example of it. The Revolution is an excellent example of it. Um, you always have to have that veto. If you don't have that veto, you're a mere Australian or a Brit or a Canadian. Right. Because... You know, they're hauling people out of their houses in, in Britain yeah. because they tweeted something that disturbs somebody. That is unacceptable. No, it doesn't mean you shoot the cops. Right. But the principle behind it is the people can say no. And now, you know, we have functioning courts. We have functioning elections. Imperfect, obviously. Right. We have ways to make ourselves heard. We are not completely neutered. We have not been put to serfdom. So the right. idea of actually shooting somebody... That's a whole different subject. I'm talking about the understanding, besides the self-defense thing, which is more practical. Right. The understanding that you as a citizen have not only the right, but the capacity to stand up against tyranny is vital for your conception of yourself as a citizen, for the citizenry conception of itself, and for the ruling class's conception of its proper role. Because do you think 
that they would have stopped with, uh, you know, some lockdowns and masks and other stuff if there wasn't a whole bunch of Americans out there who could have just said, we're not going to do any of that and you don't want to make try and make us. Don't send somebody here with guns to try and force us to do something. Yeah, no, they, That'll they, win poorly. Our tyrants make that calculus all the time they they uh, how they far can to, they go they have to consider that because yeah, they're, and, and they at should. some point um they they could and, and again we are you know i, I love the, the the media matter bore type so well, of course talking about civil war yeah i'm talking about because you dimwits are flirting with it yeah through your own incompetence stupidity greed and malignancy <laughs> It's scary times out there right now. With inflation, supply chain issues, and attacks on our currency, we are all feeling the pressure, and it seems like a recession or maybe even a real depression is on the way. What impact are we going to see on our savings and retirement accounts? Well, you may want to make gold a part of your strategy. Birch Gold Group is who I trust to help diversify a portion of your retirement or convert an old IRA or 401k out of the risky stock market and into physical precious metals. Think about this. Since before the time of King David, one asset has held its value better than anything else in the history of the world, gold, and it can help protect you now. Text LIBERTY to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals in a tax-sheltered account. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text LIBERTY to 989898 and get real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text LIBERTY to 989898 to claim your free no obligation info kit on protecting your savings with gold. So talk talk about the uh, red um, so red government blue insurgency. Red government blue insurgency. Boy, um, if there was a blue insurgency, it would look a lot like the BLM riots. Yeah, it would look a lot like uh, many young people, including Mostly many peaceful many protests. Criminals. Right. Yes, many criminals. In cities doing things. Right. You know, taking them over, essentially. Uh, taking control of areas like Chaz or whatever the hell it was. Right. Chaff, whatever. Um, I liked Chaz because it sounded it, extra stupid. Chaz. <laughs> um, it's not like they can move out effectively. I talk about one group that does move out and meets up with a bunch of Texans. Yeah. And the last line is, hey, bring that bag of lime over here. Yeah. But that's I, I, I liked that little vignette. Yeah, that's that that, that's not far off. Right. You you go to the wrong town in America uh, to hurt people. You sure you want to do that? Because that's not a great idea. I mean, that's that's not a follow home robbery to a uh, you know a, a small retiring Asian couple uh, who just came back from uh, playing at the casino. When when we were in Beverly Hills, we were given directives that we could bring you know whatever was necessary to protect the city, right? And you know we had we field uh, forty armed guys a shift, and we had our own mobile field force. So we were lined up in skirmish lines, and we had a hundred and fifty Antifa coming down the street. And there was a big difference from that and what you saw in Oregon, where oh, yeah. everybody was being told to stand oh, it happened down. In, happened in the LA riots too, where they were retreating and all of that. We were not retreating, and we were ready to um, the, have the, some stick time. In the in the LA riots, uh, Beverly Hills sealed itself off. 
Yeah. If you were black, you did not get into uh, Beverly Hills. They, and they all the all the stuff went out the window. Right. And they were not playing. Right. At all. Now the guard guys were not playing either. Somebody tried to run over a couple of our guys. He ended up being shot fourteen times. Right. Another guy. A rape somebody ran away, ended up being castrated by a 5.56 round from behind, which has got to hurt. Um, you know, the police, the current police are not, police win by uh, de-escalating conflict. Right. They're, they're, now, they can always, the, the, the Northridge shootout, you remember that? I do, Those yeah. two idiots. That we remember that. Because that was one of the rare circumstances where, for an extended period of time, criminals had fire supremacy over the cops. Yeah. They were always going to lose because there were always more cops that were going to show up. Yep. And eventually, one of those rounds was going to hit them. And eventually, they, they did get shot. Uh, one shot himself at the same time he was hitting the, hitting the neck, which is interesting. The other guy got his legs blown apart, and a, a guardsman, who was a cop, uh, sat over him while he bled out. Yeah. Um, but we remember it because it's one of the few times the cops ha did not have fire supremacy for an extended period. Um, but they usually get through de-escalation. The military is different. Military wins by, achieve, by escalating to achieve fire supremacy. It is a very different concept. Yep. Which you, when, you're, when you're doing civil support operations, you, you have to break that from the military guys. Right, right. Because they're trained, you know, I'm going to, great, I'm going I'm to lay down a base of fire, the flanks are going to come, and we're going to kill them all. Right. We're just going to put more bullets on them until they stop moving. No, 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 no. That's, that's not how we're, we're doing in this, this particular mission until it is. Exactly. And... Um, you know, it's very different. So a red scenario, the you know, it, you have enemy centralized in the, uh, the enemy being the blue. Right. Uh, you have enemy centralized in the cities. Lots of other people there. You're cutting them off from logistics because you, you, you want it to be Mogadishu. You want it to be Escape from New York uh, because that's going to put pressure on them from inside to surrender. Yeah. Um, you do not want to have to go do bayonet work through a 38-story skyscraper. You want them to come out with their hands up. Right. And eventually they do. Uh, you just have to target the guys, the, the, the bad guys, and you have to go get them uh, when you actually take the city. So it's like, okay, where are they, you know, where are they hiding? Spread out in the population, try and figure it out. But there's, there's just no way for them to win. Uh, as far as conventional military forces, if you have, you know, if you have some general saying, "All right, we're going to side with the blue guys, and we're going to go out and say, you know, we're in upstate New York at Fort Drum, we're going to go out into these, uh, you know, the, these towns around here and suppress these guys," well, some percentage of your guys were born in those towns, and a huge percentage were born in towns indistinguishable from those towns, and nobody signed up to kill Americans. Yeah. And certainly nobody signed up to kill Americans for Joe Biden. Right. And, you know, that, that general, what are you guys doing? He turns around, somebody's going to have a, a cig at his head going, General, you are relieved of command. And, uh, you know, Sergeant, take the general into custody, put him in, a, take his weapon, put him in his quarters. Everybody, stand down. We're going to wait to see how this works out. You know. That 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 will happen. Um, I, I don't think there's enough uh, 
uh, I, I think you'll see it would see a lot of law enforcement fade away in that situation. Yeah. I mean, you know, what New York City cop is going to want to die for, uh, uh, you know, Mayor Adams or God de Blasio? Oh, hell, most of them are retiring. Oh, my back. Yeah. My well, back. that's the the uh, the unfortunate thing now is, you know, most of the you know law enforcement as we've known it has been been diminished. Um, the leadership, yes, uh, the, the and a lot of the rank and file. I've been saying a lot. Where are all the good apples? Yeah, well, I keep hear about, uh, hearing about them. A, lo a lot of them have come to work for us. A lot of them have retired early. Yeah. A lot of them have left. Uh, I, I think have that's left. what they do. They're not there anymore. Right. Um, and so when it comes to, and we, we have this concern, and we talk about it in, you know, in kind of our meetings, we have this concern that when everybody gets so tired of the violence and the crime levels and all that stuff, there's not a whole lot of guys that know how to go and take it back. No, um, because they've they've done that same diversity the, stuff. The they, the you know, problem is you, you you there's two edges of that sword. How are these guys going to oppress us? Right. Are the same guys who don't know what bathroom to use? They're going to come and make me do something. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. The other factor is dedication. I'm not going to live as a serf. And that implies that I'll die before I do. I will. Right. Who's the guy who wants to die to make me? Yeah. Because if, if, if it comes to that, you know, if you start it, it might not go the way you like. I can live with that. C can you? And I think a lot of these guys are like, mm, I just want my pension. I didn't ask. For, uh, yeah, I didn't ask to get shot at. Uh, from every freaking uh, uh, maple tree on, on the drive into Hicksville, but you know we, we, we drove in a convoy to go get the guy with the you know the armory, and you know I've taken fire for the last five miles. I don't want that. Yeah, the the scary the scary part of all of this, uh, you know, I think we might have passed this sweet spot. Although they're they're gonna still try is like here in California, you know, trying to get the sheriff's departments and all that stuff by statute to f enforce the health regulations. Oh yeah, they'll get right on it. Yeah, and and they um, but they're getting to a point where a lot of these guys in uh, the sheriff's department is still protected because the sheriff's elected, right For now. And, um, but they're trying to disrupt yes. that. Um, they want them to serve at the pleasure, like the police do, of the city councils and you know and things like that, so that they can go and, and say, "Hey, it's your pension, or else you better go and well, you know if, arrest this guy for not wearing a mask." Well, look, I mean, there's you're going to have several different kinds of guys left. Right. Very few good guys. Right. And those guys will practice Irish democracy. You walk by with a mask. It's okay. I'm not doing anything. I'm, right. You know, you're you're out surfing without a mask. I'm not I'm not swimming out there to hassle you. Right. I'm, I'm going to coffee. You you got the guys who just want their pension. They're not going to look for trouble. Right. Oh, you see some guy beating up another guy. Shipped into drive and drive away. Yeah. Now, I'm not getting videotaped. Or, uh, or the separating saying, these idiots. The, there's a saying: time heals all calls. You know, so yeah. you know, just uh, let that one go. Let let it go. And, yeah. and there and there are guys who enjoy hassling people. Yeah, there will be more of those. Yeah, um, that will also have the effect of making normal people hate them. Uh, yeah, I get. You know, I I said, uh, hey, back the blue asterisk, except the FBI, Uvalde PD, 
Capitol Police yeah. and anybody else who serves the fascist regime. And 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 I mean it. I don't care about. I, I had a, yeah. I had a similar tweet where I said yes, we back the blue, except for when they are yeah. the uh, arm of a nefarious ty- yeah, tyrannical I, I, government. I, I mean. You know, I, I, I am not going to be manipulated into false consistency by some dummy on Twitter. Yeah, uh, I, I love how they think they're going to art. <laughs> their their arguments going to make me suddenly go, "Oh my gosh!" You're right. I I must support the uh, you know the, the disgraceful Capitol Police, um, you know, I, I, or the FBI. I, I I don't. I you know I I think and I think. I think the FBI is going to find a lot of citizens on federal juries going, oh, do, you, do you have any bias against anybody involved in a case? Well, yes. Yeah, I don't believe a damn thing the FBI will ever say. I, I, I just, I mean, they're just a bunch of liars and a bunch of uh, thugs. And, you know, the judge, now here's a hint. Don't say that if you want to be on the jury. Right. You have to tell the truth. You know, listen to every, use your experience, listen to everybody, use the facts. And if, uh, but don't see the problem for the federal feds is they used to have credit. They used to, FBI wouldn't lie. He definitely was carrying crack because the FBI guy said it. Yeah. That, that, that should never have been enough. You know, you shouldn't, you know, the FBI have a good reputation, but you shouldn't just say, well, if the FBI said it, that's enough. No, the other facts have to do it. Well, he also had, you know, a handgun, a switchblade, and a book entitled How to Cook Crack. Okay, all right, yeah, okay, I believe it's all consistent with the evidence. That fits. But the idea that, you know, I'm just going to hand out my uh, uh, subcontract, my uh, truth-telling to whatever the cops say, no, that's that's never right. Uh, I think it's going to be very tough for the FBI because they're not going to get that instant credibility. And when a defense attorney says, well, you know, he says he didn't do it. His buddy says he didn't have it, but you're saying he has it. You know, that's two to one. And some people are going to go, well, why should I believe the FBI guy? Because they lied about FISA and they lie, you know, their their, their crime Consistent. lab was uh, lying and, you know, all okay, this. Okay, I want to run a scenario by you then. Uh-huh. Um, so our buddy Rick Grinnell gets yeah. into a uh, powerful leadership position in the new administration and says, nice. all right. Kurt, I want you. Come on in. I want you to do some important things, uh, including dealing with the FBI and some oh, of these geez. agencies. Um, I think I would have to be political side because I'm never getting confirmed again. I got confirmed as a colonel, right. and that was like a miracle. Right. Yeah, so you're political side, and you're charged with uh, getting some things done. What would be, um, in your view, um, the most important things that could be done to kind of turn this ship quickly? Uh, the military. The reason is... A, it's the military. Most important thing America, uh, milita- American government does is secure the uh, United States from enemy threats. Uh, I, you know, part of we have to clarify who the what the threat is. It's not the weather. Right. It's not whatever the hell white nationalism is. Now, if you took all the white, real white nationalists, real schmucks who think that they're special because because right. of their skin color, and you put them in a wood chipper, uh, they would not fit. In, in, all of them in America probably wouldn't fit in a Prius. Worth That's a true. try, but, but but I mean it's just stupid, right? And insulting, and demoralizing, and that's one well. And they're using it. We've got political prisoners for the first time oh, yes. in many years, oh, oh, and we're using pick, that. They they need to be uh, pardoned. Yeah, uh, day one, 
every single one of them who wasn't a uh, Epion narc. Yeah. Um, well, because, at least like half. Because, you, <laughs> well, be, because they don't get to win. Right. They, they don't get to have a dual system. You want to let all the BLM guys out? Okay, that's the rule. That applies to these guys. If you want to charge them fair and square, that's fine. We can charge these guys fair and square for what they did or didn't do. But you don't get... Yeah. You don't get one in a, you get one rule and you picked it. So we're just validating your rule. But um, no, the military uh, can be fixed very quickly because again, hierarchical organization in the sense, the, the um, culture can be fixed. Yeah. Cause you think you could turn that around quickly just you by, just around, by you can turn around quickly. changing the leadership. I would love to be a political side, go in uh, with a couple other guys with some experience and I with some generals and go general. What would you say you do here? Why, why should we keep you? Because you're, you're a three-star. You're presumptively uh, acceptable to the Bidens and the Obamas, which means you're presumptively not acceptable to us. So, you know, what, what, when, when I tell you you need to discharge your trans soldiers, not because they're bad people, but because they are medically uh, challenging individuals who detract from combat readiness. Which, you know, if you have to take pills and have operations, yeah. you, you do. Uh, are, are you going to hesitate? Well, you know, we need to, we need to, the color, you know, I, the military should be like a rainbow. Thank you. I think All I've right. heard enough. Out. We're done. Yeah. Here's my dish with the stars. Here's the star. You know, obviously you can't be part of this. I'm going to give you a chance to uh, retire. Uh, because you don't believe in the uh, direction that the military's taken, but do the military's taken that direction? Yeah. I, the only question is whether you're worthy of getting a ticket to ride. And uh, we need to go through um, and ruthlessly call these guys. And when they screw up, they need to be fired. Who is the guy relieved of command for incompetence for Iraq or Afghanistan? The, the one person I know who was relieved was uh, a, a rather low one-star general who ran Abu Ghraib. Oh, that's right. She was, my actual uh, brigade, old brigade commander was there when she was relieved. Uh, and, and they said, how could you let this happen? And she said, well, there were, there were people who, you know, there are people from three-layer agencies who told me I couldn't go into that part of my base. And I'm kind of like, what? You know, there, there's a problem. If you're in command of a base and you're told you can't go places, um, that's not a thing. Yeah. You know, that's... If, you, if, you're, if you're responsible for the base, you go there. If you're not responsible for it, you, you, General, you're responsible for this base. You are not responsible for in here because you're not allowed to go in there. Okay. That's fine. And your people, are my people going in there? Why, yes, they are. All right, now we have a problem. Right. See, you can't have, but apparently this general, so that was the only one, and that wasn't even a big deal. The big deal would have been a four-star or three-star. You're out. You're not getting it done. So we're getting another guy. Now pack your stuff and go. It's a duffel bag drag because you didn't cut it. And we didn't see that ever. Who's the guy fired for what happened at Kabul? Now, I have a little insight on that. I represented one of the uh, families of one of the uh, Marines killed. Who would tell that? And um, 
I was uh, I was there with another colonel who's also a lawyer. I was there as a lawyer to listen to the Marine Corps. Marine Corps came out to talk about the tactical, the findings of the investigation, what tactically happened moment by moment. They briefed in and listened to it. Very impressive Marine uh, colonel and a, a, a judge advocate. Very impressive. And my first question was, you know, Colonel, and he knew who I was. He did not want us there. There's like, LA lawyers and their colonels. Mm -hmm. And we'd been battalion commanders and deputy brigade commanders. So we were, we, we, I, we had a you decent understanding doing, yeah. of what was up. He, you know, I, I said, Colonel, I, I saw the casualty list. The dead were all enlisted. Where were the officers? And that's when we kind of bought, because he looks at me and goes, that is a very important question. Let me show you. And they had it mapped out. And the platoon leader was 20 meters away and wounded. The company commander, 40 meters away and wounded. The battalion commander, 60 meters away and wounded. Those Marines were exactly where they needed to be. And I was like, okay. So I had an understanding that the tactical sense, that is the, the guys in contact, and I mean contact, they were right next to uh, unvetted Afghans, which is why a guy with uh, you know 720 ball bearings got that close where right. he blow 13 of our people apart. Um, they did everything they could from the position they were given. The problem is we knew we weren't going to be using Bagram. We knew we were going to use uh, Kabul. We did not build the infrastructure, that high-level stuff. You know, if there's anything America can do, it's build stuff. We did not build the infrastructure to process tens of thousands of civilians while keeping a adequate secure distance from large numbers of our troops. Yes, some, some of our guys would have to meet up. Uh, but, but, but getting close enough where you could kill 13 and wound 60, inexcusable. High-level failure. President, uh, the, the ambassador, the generals. It just wasn't done. And our guys paid the price. They reacted brilliantly. We saw drone footage of what happened after the uh, explosion, their actions after and evacuating the dead and wounded and uh, uh, providing uh, security just flawless. I mean, we just can be so proud of those Marines. And, um, but those, we shouldn't have had 13 people killed there. Yeah, well, what tragedy. Uh, I'm going to try and keep it FCC compliant. <laughs> yeah, uh, but again, again, and, and, and who's the guy who paid for it? Who's the guy who, there, there was somebody responsible for making sure that evacuation went right, that we didn't have dudes dropping off an aircraft, that our guys uh, had everything they needed to pull it off. And it could have been pulled off, uh, at least without 13 caskets. Who's the guy who was responsible, and why does he still have a job? Because our ruling class demands it not be held accountable. Yeah, no one's held accountable. No one's now. held accountable. That has got to change. Um, I, I think that um, I think that will change, and um, we're about to witness that, which is why I think that um, your book's important. That's why I think that they're um, going crazy now doing the things that they're doing because they, they see the end is near, and so these are the last gasps. <laughs> they fear accountability. Um, yeah. And accountability includes being voted out of office. Yes, this is really a war. I mean, really, if you think about it, it's a war against accountability. We should not be held accountable. Trump was huge accountability. He, like, think about it. America chose Donald freaking Trump. 
the guy with the Playboy models, the guy with the TV show, the guy on the front of the New York Post, kind of, you know, a funny guy. Right, yeah. Not a serious cat. And they chose him over the emblem of the WEF global ruling classy kind of, the smartest woman in the world, Felonia Milhouse von Pantsuit. <laughs> they, they chose him over her. Yeah. Think about that. What an insult. What's that say about our respect for them? Now, he turned out to be uh, the best president since Reagan. He was amazing. An yeah. amazing president, not perfect and there's No, no, lots but I mean of, he, uh, he mistakes, but he he governed uh much better than I would have ever much thought. Much better. I look, I went a Trump supporter at first. I was I was an anti-Trump. Yeah. In, in the primaries cuz I thought I, I was too. Yeah, he's going to be a liberal. Yeah. I I I I thought you know, he says some really great things. Gosh, if he only does what he says he's going to do. But I don't believe him because he's a New York real estate developer who used to be a Democrat. Yeah. And I, I just, I, and, you know, he's just not, he's just not a serious cat. I was a Ted Cruz guy. I was writing Cruz checks. Yeah, I, I, I was too. Um, I, I appreciated Ted Cruz. I thought yeah. he was going to be I may get an interview with him on Gorka. I'm hoping. Oh, fantastic. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be speaking with him uh, with, uh, at Adam Laxall, the, uh, Basque Fry uh, in uh, New, uh, Nevada this weekend. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so uh, that'll be... Adam Laxalt, by the way, great guy. He was there during the election fight in Las Vegas, led by Rick Grinnell. Yeah. Grinnell is a natural... I watched him as a natural leader during that fight. Yeah. No, he's, he's, yeah, I, uh, he's I, I'm super impressed. Yeah. I mean, he he gets it. I mean, I would... My compliment is, is very military guy. Yeah. He knew how to be a general. Yeah. Which a lot of generals don't know. No, that is true. And I was like, let's go. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan. Well, in the in our last few minutes here, any other problems would that you would solve immediately <laughs> if you <laughs> no, were you, uh, you christened with that authority. Look, there are lots of things that I mean the first thing first day, Ray is gone. Yeah. Uh I would uh uh, uh Pardon every J six defendant. Do you, do you think? Do you think that the uh, FBI can be repaired? No. no, I think it's completely destroyed its credibility. And, and frankly, it's not a very well designed organization Agreed. because it combines, uh, like in Britain, you have the Metropolitan Police and you have MI five. Right. Uh, MI five is the secret service. It's a counter uh, counterintelligence service. Right. You have law enforcement counterintelligence in one entity. Right. Uh, the FBI, and that's been misused. Yeah. Right down to uh, listening in on uh, uh, Martin Luther King. Yeah. Uh, you know. No, they've who, got a very shady history. Well, they, they do have a shady history, and they they actually have, in in, in some ways, they have a very brave history. There's a mm -hmm. lot of guys who were killed in action. Uh, the if you if you know anything about, for instance, the uh, uh, Florida bank robber gunfight where uh, about four or five of them stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with very heavily armed uh, robbers, uh, absolutely underpowered. Yeah. Uh, my former uh, battalion commander actually worked in Afghanistan with a guy who uh, had had his hand blown apart, uh, still took out a shotgun, engaged, pumping it one by one, and then finally killed the two with his uh, 357. Uh, at the end. I mean, that, I mean there, there was a brave history there, right. but that's kind of all gone right now. Yeah, uh, you, we need a we need a federal bureau of investigation to investigate federal crimes, and we need a lot fewer. And we need a uh, counterintelligence service to deal with spies. And that's what we I mean that's what we need. Uh, it needs to be split apart. 
uh, and the counterintelligence service has got to be uh, under a microscope because it can be used against political enemies. Uh, how do you... uh, is in Britain sometimes, and it, ha- and it would be here, and we have to watch it. We need it, but we have to watch it. How do you rein in the CIA? Oh, you, you the CIA needs to be, you just need to take a hose to it. Yeah. Uh, the, the CIA is uh, largely a joke. Uh, you know, they keep going, well, we've done great things. Name them. Why can't they're secret? Well, that's super convenient. <laughs> um, it occasionally does important things, but it is an essentially unserious organization when you have the ads. Hi, I'm a neurotic trans who identifies as. It's like, stop. Yeah, that's That's not a serious organization. Right. And I would fire everybody with that and I would demand results. And when I mean results, I mean demonstrable results and no mealy mouth baloney. You know, uh, boy, ask Rick Rennell about his troubles with the uh, CIA. Yeah. You know, hey, I need this item. Well, we can't really get it. The, The next commander in chief needs to command. The president needs to say, I asked you for X. There is no excuse I'm going to accept if I don't have X by the deadline I gave you. And if I don't have it, you're gone. And then I'm going to tell your deputy to do it. And if he doesn't do it, he's gone. And then so on and so on and so on. And when I say gone, I mean I'm pulling your seat. I'm pulling your security clearance yeah. so you can't get a gig. And if you do get a gig, if say Boeing decides they're going to take you on, I'm going to call the guy at Boeing and I'm going to say, I take it as a personal insult that you're hiring, yeah. you know, Hacky von Hackenheimer who I just fired. That's like a big middle finger to me. You want me and my my side of America to be your enemy. Is that the choice you're making? Because that is the choice you're making. So I just want you to know that by hiring, you know, Hacky von Hackenheimer, you're making an enemy out of me. And you got some planes you want to sell. And I'm not afraid to use my power to enforce what I want. That's one of the things. You see, we hear conservatives, we can't use our political power because it's not who we are. And I, <laughs> clutching pearls all the yeah. time. I mean, it's not who we are. That's not who, no, it is. I don't understand the idea that someone else can use various types of power against you, but you are somehow restrained against using arbitrary types of power against them. Why can't I use political power? Uh, yeah, if you're using business power, you're Disney. You're using business power and cultural power against the people who voted for Ron DeSantis. In what universe should he not be able to use the power people voted him to protect their interests against you? Why is your power special? And why is it always other people's power? Why is it always my power that can't be used but never yours? How about I not play that game? How about I take your tax benefits if you screw with me? How about if you cross me, there's a price? How about if you sit there and just do your thing and don't pick a fight with me? I won't mess with you. I won't have any reason to. But if you do cross me, one of us is going down, and I'm betting it's not the guy with the state police. All right, you're hired. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get after it. 
Listen, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate all the time. And, uh, thanks you know, a lot. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Had a good time. Yeah. No, I, well, I really appreciate you, and people need to buy this book. They definitely need to buy this book, and I'm very happy with this uh, drink that has oat milk latte. I don't know what that is, but it was tasty, and it got me all hyped. Well, well, uh, I don't think it takes much to get you hyped. Um, I have uh, I have much to say. I love it. But I I've had, it. yeah, I, 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 look, I, America's given me a lot of opportunities to do things. Yeah. And I'm a cool, I'm a California guy. I got here when Reagan was. Hey, this is and this is the front line, man. We gotta we this gotta is, protect I, it. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. But I mean, I, I still think of California is this place of opportunity. Yeah. It excites me to see palm trees and sunshine, and I got to do all the things I wanted to do. I got to military career. I got to be a lawyer. I got to try neat cases. I got cool clients. Uh, I got to be a stand-up comic for a while. I got to build a business. I get to write books. I just, I, I'm just a huge believer in the opportunity is America, and I want everybody to uh, uh, maximize. So, speaking of books, and I failed to mention your Kelly Turnbull series. The Kelly Turnbull series, which uh, is number which seven's is, coming out. I'll show you. Yeah, the which is very I'll show cool. you the cover. All right, you'll I'll be one it. of the few seen it. I love it. Yeah, no, I think that's my wife say great. it's pretty bad. She likes it. It's pretty. Uh, All right, and then the last thing is you should put this on Audible and you should narrate it. Okay, I think you do a good job doing. That. I didn't. I, I heard you. On, I heard you say that you didn't want to. I narrate didn't. Yourself. I didn't want to. Do it. I'm going to do it next time. Okay. I, I I think people find my voice annoying. I know nah. what I do. You you uh, do, but but you know what? It's so powerful to hear the author, I I, I um, especially do, in a book like this. I will do it for the next uh, nonfiction. Yeah. Which I have no idea because my next one is Kelly Turnbull Seven, which will uh-huh. be out this year, and then I'm going to, I'm thinking of writing a crossover novel. That is one I'll actually because I, I write the Kelly Turnbulls on my own, right? Publish them through Amazon. Uh, this is a Regnery book. Regnery's a great house, uh, but it's a traditional publisher. I may do nonfiction for a traditional publisher. See if I can get into that world. See uh, how uh, my you know guys like Jack Carr, who I've communicated yeah, yeah. with, I yeah, would call great. him a pal. Yeah. But uh, uh, and uh, you know other guys, uh, Matt Betley and some other dudes, uh, how they do it. Maybe I can do it too. I don't know. We'll see. Though yeah. cer- certainly be conservative and inflected. Uh-huh. That's who I am. But the Kelly Turnbull are straight up. They these are conservative novels. Yeah. Well, you write well, and um, I, I think you should. I love keep, keep doing it. Yeah. That's no, great. Yeah, I'll keep it up. Uh, how do people follow you? Follow and- me on Twitter at Kurt Schlichter. Uh, Town hall columns every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, gosh. There's one dropping tomorrow. I don't even remember what it is. Uh, and then uh, uh, go to my on locals page, Kurt Schlichter, because I'll put all my I'll post this here, uh, there, and uh, uh, you know all my radio hits. Whenever I see them, I try and link them on there. So it's a one stop Kurt shop. I love it. And then you'll be uh, covering for Gorka. You said Gorka um, on uh, Friday, Hewitt Monday, Tuesday. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, again, you know, I I just. America has so many opportunities. I grew up loving talk radio up in San Francisco. Yeah. I grew up in San Mateo. And I, you know, I come through, I remember coming through LA. I'd be excited because I could listen to KABC. Yeah. And uh, I just imagine how cool it was when I got to KABC as a guest host. And uh, the, the actual the manager there, uh, Drew Hayes, a good friend of mine. Yeah. And it's just, I'm just so excited about our country because you can do things. And they haven't stifled that. And, and everybody should be excited about America, and they should be excited about getting America back to what America should be. The idea that kids come out of school with this anchor around their neck of college debt and lack of education, yeah. it's heartbreaking. That's it not is. what it should be. It should be exciting to be in California. 
You should be, you should be walking around going, what's the next thing I'm going to do? All the time. Every, what's the next opportunity? I agree. That's agree. what California should be. That's what we need to get back to. We just need to get rid of these damn communists. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Thank you for joining us on Liberty Station. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe to our show on Rumble, Liftable TV, or Spotify. Also, click in the upper right-hand corner of your podcast app to follow us and help us grow the show by texting these episodes to your friends.